Welcome to Front Office Pros. The 2023 NFL Draft Round 1 is over, and Joe and I have some reactions of what took place last night. Joe, let's get right to it. Hut, hut, hike! What is your first big reaction to night one? Yeah, see, my first uh, you know big reaction is the fact that Jalen Carter didn't go in the top six as we thought. I really thought with him still on the board on the for a number five pick with the Seahawks, I really thought that's where the Seahawks would go. And then, you know, if the Seahawks weren't going to take him, I thought for sure, you know, maybe the Lions do, but they went in another direction as well. So the fact, and then the other thing with Jalen Carter that I thought was surprising was the fact that we had the rumors that at number one, the Bears were going to take Jalen Carter. And then, with everything that came out, they trade the number one pick, go down to nine, and he was there for the taking. And then they ended up trading one spot with the Eagles, and that the Eagles are actually able to get Jalen Carter. I thought that was really surprising, the fact that, obviously, the rumors that we were sold on, the Bears, you know, that just wasn't their guy, or else they don't trade the pick to the Eagles. But I think the Eagles are, like, the perfect landing spot for Jalen Carter going in there, being able to play alongside you know, his defensive mates at Georgia, um, Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis. And then, you know, then at the end of the round, they end up going with Nolan Smith as well. So just four defense, Georgia defensive guys there. Um, I think it was the perfect landing spot for him. Well, I think also some of the surprise was Jalen Carter was for the taking for the Bears. They swap picks and then they take Darnell Wright with the 10th pick, who based on you know, if you listen to anybody in the media and their draft rankings and stuff, it seemed like Donald Wright might have been the fourth or fifth best tackle, not the second best tackle, which, which is what he was off the board. Yeah, yeah, that that was really surprising, the fact that they could, did go with Darnell Wright, you know. Um, yeah, I just was expecting other guys. Um, you know, like uh, everyone had like Paris Johnson, Scrancy, Broderick Jones is like the top three guys, like you said, and then he was kind of like that fourth guy. And for him to be taken, you know, second amongst the tackles, that was really surprising. So my first big reaction, and this actually got a wow out of me when I was watching the draft, but honestly, both of the Lions picks. So, you know, Lions trade back, they're at 12. They go ahead and select Jameer Gibbs. You know, everyone and their brother wants to talk about how no one wants to take a running back in the first round because of the utility, because you could draft Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. But time and time again, we're proved wrong when there's a certain caliber of running back in the draft. These NFL GMs prioritize them. And you saw the reaction in that Detroit, uh, you know, draft room. I mean, they were going absolutely nuts when they picked Jameer Gibbs at 12. You know, let alone, you know, the first round. I mean, we were thinking, okay, yeah, he may get drafted in the 20s, everything we had heard, maybe 20 to 32 range. For him to get drafted at 12, I think, was super shocking. It tells you what they think about DeAndre Swift. And then they go ahead and they take Jack Campbell at 18, another guy, borderline first-round pick, possibly at the late end of the first round. Obviously, he tested really well at the combine, huge frame, uh, comes from that Iowa Hawkeye system, which I know Dan Campbell uh, is is gonna like uh, that tough, bruising linebacker from the Big Ten. But both picks, I mean, they went ahead and took their guys. I think from a consensus standpoint, both of them are reaches, but that's who they felt that they wanted to take. Uh, to me, I think it it might be a mistake, but we're gonna find out. Yeah, 
yeah, it's hard, you know, it's hard to fault them because they said those were their guys going into the draft and they took the guys. And like you said, I mean, their draft room is absolutely pumped with both picks. And I know for sure, especially with the Campbell pick at 18, um, he, like you said, he fits Dan Campbell. I mean, I know they got the same last name, but um, he just fits exactly what Dan Campbell wants to do. Like you said, he's got the leadership role, just that toughness from the big 10 in Iowa. Um, He's going to, he's going to really fit perfectly on their defense. And then, yeah, Jameer Gibbs, you know, we had heard, um, you know, Peter Schrager had said he expects both running backs to go in the first round. And like you, I thought that meant, you know, Bijan somewhere early on, like he did go. And then Jameer Gibbs, maybe the later part in the twenties, but for them to take him at 12, you know, like you said, the writing's on the wall for DeAndre Swift. You know, if you're a DeAndre Swift owner, you got to not be happy with this pick. Um, but yeah, really interesting, but he was our guy. And I think he really brings another added dimension to that offense. Well, and to your point, based on reports that I saw, based on what the Detroit Lions GM said, the value that they had for those two guys, like there wasn't even close compared to other players at the spot where they drafted, which I was quite surprised about. Yeah. I saw that statement as well this morning and I, I was really surprised about that comment as well just because of the consensus and everything that we had been sold on from the, you know, experts or analysts. (laughs) So uh, next big surprise, Steve, was, you know, the the wide receiver group and, you know, specifically Jackson Smith and Jigba. I was really surprised that he fell all the way to 20 to the Seattle Seahawks. You know, I like, end up liking the spot for him. Uh, Tyler Lockett, you know, he's on, he's getting older, not going to be there forever. And just bringing in a nice, reliable target, that guy that just is, you know, a really good route runner and can really get open and help Geno Smith. But I really expected, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba to be taken, you know, possibly in the top 15. That's pretty much where everyone had him. But for him to slide to 20 and then, you know, we see the big run on the wide receivers uh, as we, you know, heard this wasn't the best wide receiver class. But once Jackson Smith and Jigba goes, we got all four of them, you know, in a, in a run there with the next picks. Um, you know, that was pretty interesting with this draft. Yeah, really surprised. It was back to back to back to back <laughs> when it came yep. to the wide receivers. And so when it happened, you know, it was just like a domino effect. Boom, 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 boom. So well, one thing I think was interesting of that wide receiver group that was taken, yeah, I was shocked that Jackson Smith and Jake lasted as long as he did. But I was also surprised the Chargers of the receivers available chose Quinton Johnson. Similar frame to Mike Williams, you know, Keenan Allen getting a little older. I would have thought that they would have went a different direction. Maybe they would have drafted a Zay Flowers or a Jordan Aston, just based on the profile of receiver, but decided to go ahead and get another you know, it's got they got the twin towers now <laughs> with Mike Williams and Quentin Johnston, but he was just a little surprised by their selection there. Yeah, I was as well because uh, you know even Palmer is on the taller side as well that they have. So, I, like you, I kind of thought they might go with you know more of a slot guy, especially um, they didn't bring back DeAndre Carter, who played pretty significant time for them last year. Um, you know, honestly, I thought they might even go tight end with Kincaid and you know, add that dimension of their offense. But, you know, I think maybe with aging Keenan Allen, maybe they think just getting that big body Quentin Johnson, put him to the outside. So then Allen can then kind of move to the slot and create mismatches against the slot corner. I think that might be what they're doing. So my, my second big reaction was when it came to the tight end group, everything that we were hearing and 
you know, for the record, everything we heard for the most part <laughs> was not accurate. This was definitely an unpredictable draft. And only one tight end draft in the first round. We had thought that there was a possibility of four being drafted in the first round, which would have been a record, only getting one. And that one being Dalton Kincaid, Bills trading up uh, to leapfrog the Cowboys. You could tell just how disappointed the Cowboys were when the Bills leapfrogged them and took their guy. Uh, but, it, you know, I thought Kincaid and Mayer were both worthy of a first-round pick. Those other guys I could see why maybe teams decided to pass on them and decided to take them in the second round. But especially in that late end of the first round, I thought the Cowboys could have taken Michael Mayer. I thought the Bengals could have taken Michael Mayer. And in the end, everybody in that you know back end of the first round decided to pass on Mayer. So only one tight end taken. So that, that was quite shocking. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty surprised because I thought for sure that Cowboys were going Mayer um, right after the Bills go Kincaid. And like you mentioned, I mean, just seeing the <laughs> how demoralized that war room was after the Bills jump them and get Kincaid, you know. But I thought, you know, consolation prize, you know, you get Michael Mayer. And to me, that just goes to show you that Cowboys aren't looking to potentially run the ball as much as you know, their head coach is saying in McCarthy, you know, that's what we heard. He wants to run the ball more. If that was the case, like Michael Mayer is the all-purpose tight end who is a good blocker, you know, also, you know, can help you in the passing game, just not as much of a playmaker as Dalton Kincaid is. So, you know, I thought for sure that would have been the landing spot, but really surprised they go with Mozzie Smith instead. Just goes to show what you and I were talking about, how the NFL does change and how Dalton Kincaid was the new era tight end and you had the Michael Mayer who kind of fit more of the old school tight end. And it just goes to show teams were prioritizing that new era tight end and they're out, out with the old and then with the new. Yeah. You know, Steve, that is interesting. You know, I think that's why we also didn't see Darnell Washington sneak his way into the first round. Like some people thought that he might, because he's kind of that bigger body, kind of more of the old school guy. Cause at Georgia, you know, Bowers was, more of the new school tight end and then Darnell Washington, more of the inline blocking tight end. But uh, my last surprise for the draft last night, Steve is, you know, the cornerback position, the fact that, you know, Christian Gonzalez got him sliding. Joey Porter jr. Doesn't even go in the first round. Um, you had Emmanuel Forbes being taken earlier than I had seen. And then, you know, Devin, even Devin Witherspoon uh, going five to the Seahawks was really surprising to me. You know, I thought that, Maybe the soonest he would go was possibly, you know, nine to the team like the Bears. But for him to go in the top five was really surprising. Um, and then just seeing, like I said, the slide of Gonzalez and Porter still being on the board here in this, for the second round. Especially when it came to the Seahawks, who were taking Witherspoon at five, which I thought was pretty high. Uh, and knowing that Jalen Carter and Tyree Wilson and some of these other defensive players were still, were still on the board, just thought Seattle would go a different direction. So they, they've been notorious for drafting cornerbacks late in drafts. You know, they succeeded with, with Browner and Richard Sherman and Tariq Woolen. I mean, they've done a really good job scouting that position. Haven't seen them take a secondary player that high, uh, especially uh, in the corner position. So that was surprising. Yeah, really surprising. I mean, I think most surprising that, you know, they didn't just take Jalen Carter there. Um, but hard, hard to fault them for taking Witherspoon. You know, I'd, he was really the best cornerback in this class, and he's just a feisty guy and uh, comes up in run support as well. I, I think he really fits well for this what the Seahawks want to do. And he's that bigger 
taller corner that has been notorious for, you know, what the Seahawks like to bring in. So my final big reaction was Will Levis sliding all the way out of the first round. He was a very controversial prospect. You had some draft analysts rave about Will Levis. Others, you know, they were concerned about his previous season with the injuries, uh, with the turnovers, how many interceptions he's thrown. Uh, so I thought he would get drafted in the first round. I did not expect him to slide all the way out. We'd even talked about possibly even Hendon Hooker being drafted in the first round. Only ended up being the three, one, two, and then four uh, with Young, Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. So I don't think Levis will have to wait very long. A rumor is, is that there were multiple teams you know, having conversations. The Saints had multiple possible trades that they could have went with decided to take Brian Bruzzi instead of trading the pick. And the same goes for the Eagles and the Chiefs. So near that back end of the first round, there were teams calling trying to get in to try to draft Will Levis. So I think it's unfortunate for him if there was a 30-second pick with the Miami Dolphins, maybe he ends up getting in the first round, you know, and, and is not waiting in the green room. Uh, for the entire draft and not getting drafted. But I thought that was surprising, but I do think he'll get drafted pretty quick, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me. I think, I agree. I think he does get taken pretty quick. But like you, I just, you know, unfortunately for him, it was just kind of the way the board fell. You know, the fact that, um, you know, Texans take Shroud at two, uh, you know, and then the Colts, you know, they were the main team that was really linked to Levis the whole time. They decided to go Anthony Richardson. So that kind of just really screwed things up for him in the first round. But I'm surprised some of those later teams didn't end up trading their pick to allow a team to come in and get Will Levis. Cause you know, some of these guys, I feel like they, you know, depending on how far back into the second round you'd have to trade, I guess some of those guys might've still been on the board for those teams, but there's no way the chiefs could do that. <laughs> no way the chiefs could trade out and ruin that whole Super Bowl trophy presentation and everything like that. So you knew for sure they were going to be taking somebody. Oh, absolutely. So before we close out the show, Joe, which players are you eyeing on day two who are the best available? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you got Will Levis at quarterback. Um, you know, I was also surprised, like you mentioned too, Hennon Hooker, the fact that Hennon Hooker, a team didn't sneak in to get him either. So, you know, I think he's a really intriguing guy here in the second round. And, you know, I'm really expecting, I think right over this next pick at 32 of the Steelers, they just take Joey Porter Jr. And he finally comes off the board. You know, he was a guy that I thought they would take in the first round, but then for him to still be there for the first pick in the second now, I think they would just be absolutely ecstatic. Yeah, a couple of players that come to mind to me that I'm very interested to see where they come off the board in in day two. So I already mentioned Michael Mayer. What's going to happen with the tight ends? You got Michael Mayer, you got Darnell Washington, you got Luke Musgrave, and you got Sam Laporte. So you got a ton of tight ends. I think they could fly off the board pretty quick. Uh, you already saw teams really like this running back class with getting Bijan and Jameer Gibbs. So what happens with, I believe, the next best running back was Zach Charbonnet. How soon does he get drafted in the second round? He wasn't going to be a first-round pick, but how soon does he get drafted here uh, in the in the second round? And then some other defensive players that come to mind, no Brian Branch taken. There was not a safety taken in the first round. So it should be really interesting to see how long we have to wait to see Brian Branch taken, as well as only one linebacker taken in Jack Campbell. So there's a talk about Trenton Simpson um, you know, being selected there, um, some other possible linebackers. It's not, a, I don't think, a clear front runner 
as to who the next linebacker is going to be. Uh, you've got that Drew Sanders, who is a converted edge rusher, uh, who then was a linebacker with Arkansas. So it should be really interesting to see where these guys come off the board. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, it, the running backs are going to be really interesting. Um, you know, the two guys that were everyone was saying potential the first round picks, those guys came off the board. So, you know, how long do these other running backs wait? Do they go in the second round here or do they even sneak their way into the third round? Um, you know, that'll be really interesting. And then, you know, as far as the linebackers, I think, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Lions shook, really shook things up with taking Campbell in the first round. Um, but I would, I would think that Simpson would be that next guy. Um, I, I think he's really intriguing there for, you know, an off the ball linebacker in this draft really isn't that strong at that position. So I would expect him to be the next guy in line. All right, Joe, yes or no. Does DeAndre Hopkins get traded today? Ah, man, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think, I think I, I'm not so sure, you know, I think if the, if the Ravens didn't get flowers and a wide receiver in the first round, I would say yes. But then I saw something this morning where people aren't expecting Hopkins to be traded in the draft anymore. So I'm going to say no for now. What do you, how about you? It's so hard to say because Monty Asimfor already came out and said he's a Cardinal, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> like Hopkins is not going to like that at all. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see how that all develops. And then the other, one other one with DeAndre Swift, get traded today um you know i do think swift would get traded but i i it could be after the draft i don't expect it to be done today but to go back on deandre hopkins here i would think it'd be interesting if the bills would possibly make that trade today because it seemed pretty clear that they potentially wanted a receiver they end up getting kincaid at tight end to be a playmaker but do they also end up wanting to take that shot on a Hopkins and bring him on the outside so they can kind of um, not have to have Gabe Davis on the outside anymore. Well, or even know. bring in Stefan Diggs. It just, it really could change up their whole offense, especially now with Kincaid as well. Well, you know, I've been really surprised how vocal DeAndre Hopkins has been in his support of the Buffalo Bills. So it, you know, unless he's just bullface lying, which I can't see why he has anything to gain to do that. Seems like he has very strong interest in joining the Bills. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'd say a lot of receivers would just for the chance to play in that offense with Josh Allen. I, you know, I think most guys would like it. And just coming from the situation that he's had with Arizona, they got to get him out of there. He definitely, I think, will be traded. The question is, will he be traded tonight? Who knows? But, um, you know, I think the Bills would make a lot of sense if he does get traded tonight because I, I just can't see many other teams that especially with the way the receivers were taken in the draft that would that would take the gamble and trade with Hopkins tonight. But with that being said, what do you think for Swift? Is he getting dealt tonight or? Ooh, uh, I think he might. I think, well, well he will get dealt. It, 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 it's either after the draft or during. There's no way. I don't, I don't see them having Swift, Gibbs, and uh, David Montgomery on the roster. It just doesn't make sense for them. Yeah, but so do you. Yes or no for I'll tonight? I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Oh, okay. I think they're motivated. I'll say yes. Interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to know, like, if he does get traded tonight, who's that team that's going to want him and acquire him? We're going to find out. Maybe the Denver Broncos, Joe. I hope not, man. It, I I mean, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that they uh, 
could trade for Delvin Cook, and I think I'd, I'd much rather prefer that. I think that'd be really interesting. So that was our reactions to round one of the 2023 NFL Draft. If you enjoyed this video, we are a new channel, so we would appreciate your support by liking this video. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can follow us there as well. Thank you so much for watching, and until next time.